Views expressed by Northstar do not express legal or investment advice. Programming is brought to you in part by Once Fiduciary. For all of your business planning and family office needs, go to trustonce.com or call them at 307-263-0760. That's 307-263-0760 or trustonce.com. Let's play Futurist. You're listening to North Star. Aha, uh-huh, the evil doctor business. We are back again. Back again. Same bad time, same bad channel. That's right. That's right. You were having a little exciting weather going on there, right? Some uh, some uh, storms were blowing through there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, they're still technically they're still coming through right now. As oh, we wow. Speak. Yeah. Uh, so they, they've issued all sorts of flash flood warnings around here and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what shakes through in the morning when there's debris everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the one time where people get excited about that weather channel, right? Other than that, <laughs> other than that, right? Everybody's thinking about: Do you watch the weather channel? Do you not? Well, they well, you know, a little storm come through. I have you watching for sure. Oh yes, it will. Yes, it will. You know, uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, I guess we were talking about it a while back. But I mean, I never, I never once thought that the weather channel would be owned by a black man that's all you know uh yeah. and not not that we couldn't but it's just that <laughs> would we want to be bothered you know right 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 well why you know you think about when you think about it it's not the most exciting thing in the world to own right no no you, you know you got to think wait wait uh, weather channel i don't even think nobody buys it but uh the sneaky part about it is is you know the, the weather channel is is connected to the data centers that you know collect information about the weather 24 7 and when you own that you you own that information so you can you can sell the information right because you got to think where do other news services get their uh their information from yeah yeah Yeah. so he took something very plain jane and that nobody was looking at and you know found a way to make an excellent dime out of you know selling it so to us maybe we're thinking hey unless Unless a hurricane is ripping through my town, I wouldn't think about just sitting and watching the weather channel all day. But you know, you know what they have on every news station every day? The weather. Right? <laughs> the weather. Hey, we're going to tell you what's coming up for the forecast. Hey, it's going to be sunny tomorrow. Hey, you might want to head. And, and where's all this information being pumped from, right? Hey, they got to pull it from a source so he can sell that data. It's just genius, genius. Yeah, it, it is. There's no doubt about it. And I wonder even how it translates to you know, the political realm, like, does the Weather Channel acknowledge global warming or does it feel like it has to stay out of the fray? You right, know, right. Uh, and it, does that affect its viewership or, you know, uh, or is it just that one place that, you know, both sides come to and, and get the weather and they just kind of roll their eyes or whatever's going on, you know? Right, uh, right. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes there, some of the documentaries were his. Uh, they had kind of a historic bent to some of the documentaries. I remember they had one about how literally the snow blizzard in New York affected the mayor's race. 
mm. one year because of the mismanagement by the mayor's office of the snowplows. Right. Uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, how things affected uh, Louisiana after Katrina changed the, the whole dynamic of the state. It was that one southern holdout you can get conservative Democrats out of Louisiana. Uh, and then Katrina hits and then all of a sudden we get to, we get dispersed. We got a New Orleanian diaspora. Uh, wow. The Creole diaspora. And then and the next thing you know, the the black vote is no longer as solid in Louisiana as it was before. Ah. Uh, uh. Well, you know. Kinda, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were saying? No, no, no that, that's it. I mean, in a yeah. nutshell. But I mean, um, it, it is uh, now that you bring that up. It is it is amazing how uh, uh, weather affects things. Because I'm thinking, you know, it, it you know, in terms of, of trading and investing, uh, you know, those might be thinking, well, hey, uh, a bad weather could affect a particular crop, and so maybe the price of corn or or wheat or or you know something that could be affected. Uh, um, uh, oranges or any of the crops, mm-hmm. coffee that could be affected by weather. So yeah, weather. You know, the global weather does play out, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's like whether it's bringing, you know, Katrina brought light, uh, uh, many shortcomings of our government and maybe how they feel uh, about a certain class and group of people, as opposed to if it was happening someplace else. So, you know, weather is uh, pretty powerful. So, uh, you know, hats off to Byron Allen, who figured it out and monetized it. And, uh, you know, now he's in the billionaire status. Yeah, he's in the billionaire status. He's the man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So you yeah. you actually said something pretty interesting to me. Excuse me. Uh, the, uh, well, a couple of things actually, but one in particular was this footage of this big, monst- boxy monstrosity on wheels. Yeah, they could, do, they could do some magical work that most of us don't feel like doing. That's right. That's right. That's the that's the uh, somatic system there, with the uh, the robot cleaning system uh, that can go in there and fully clean out all your bathrooms. And uh, it was interesting to me because uh, in my younger days, one of the businesses I had was a cleaning business, and um, I used to do small doctor's office, nothing uh, large scale like you'd see in those large buildings. But I had a uh, uh, a small cleaning business and I was lucky enough to start doing the doctor's offices uh, in the cities and uh, you know you'd go in and you'd get some work and the hardest thing to do when you want to expand is get some people to work and yeah. you know I had some buddies and I'd be like hey you know it's some work you know a couple hours you guys can come in we could really expand ah we got to do cleaning oh my gosh hey listen what else are you doing this is good money you know you could get, uh, you know, back then, I mean, we're talking uh, in the 90s, and um, I could uh, get $80 for a small office. And once you had it clean and you had it on a system, it'd take you like 45 minutes to knock it out. I mean, that's $85 and that's $80 in 45 minutes. Like how, like how much, how much better do you want? You know, you can get 10, 15, 20 of those done a week. And I mean, this is, this is not rocket science. And so, it was very hard for me to expand because it was just hard to get people to come to work. And it was hard to get people when you did come, you know, they'd come, they'd make some money and then, you know, you wouldn't see them anymore. And I was like, well, this is not gonna get it done. So one of the hard things was, is being young is, you know, the pressure of your business when you hire employees, it's very difficult um, yeah. with all the things that you have to pay. You gotta pay uh, um, 
you know, employee tax, you got to pay the Medicaid, you got to have benefits, blah, 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 this and that, all kinds of regulations that come in. Your insurance has to go up, blah, 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 all of this stuff. Um, so, you know, at, at a certain point, it, it's just, I, it just wasn't able to expand anymore, right? And the big boys can come in and they can definitely expand. These smaller jobs, they couldn't do. So I ended up selling the route, um, you know, which was lucrative. But I always thought like, man, if I could keep that route going, how it could be. And right. so now I see this. Now, you know, I could set these things up at small offices. This thing starts at the front door, works its way to the bathroom, and it works just like uh, just like your uh, your independent iRobot vacuum cleaner that some people might have in their house, <laughs> right? And yes. it maps out, it figures it out, and you just press it and let it go. So, you know, I could I could show up with a truck, drop one off at one site, drop a couple of these off at another site, have them do the cleaning, and I'm. I'm done. I'm a one man operation. Yeah. And me and you started having this conversation because we're saying that, you know, things that used to give our culture opportunities where we could run in and grab a job for quick seem to be drying up. And if we don't start to make this global shift with these electronics and robots, we either have a chance to do some of the greatest wealth transfer and the ability for us to take advantage of things or we are really going to get left behind again because these old opportunities are not there anymore. No, no, they, 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 you know, and that's the whole, once people figure out that I can bring, I can bring these, these, uh, eye janitors in, mm -hmm. get the, get the job done, at least as far as the building is concerned. And I'm done. I don't have to worry about unemployment insurance, uh, any, any of those extra expenditures with labor. And uh, and frankly, these machines don't steal. You know, you get employees right. that that may have uh, sticky fingers from time That's to right. time. That's you right. Know, so yeah, there's there's definitely just so much less headache. Uh, mm -hmm. That that's that's where I think a lot of people are just tempted. And if you can do this with a restroom, I also saw a um, commercial grade grass cutter. Uh, that was the same oh, way too. I yeah. saw that. I saw that. It would you could set and again, don't gotta hire anybody. It will do the pattern, cut the grass, boxy almost the same shape. Yeah. I mean it's so, you know, yeah. That goes back to what you're saying. I I think the future, you know, we were we were playing futurist and and I think the future is going to inevitably we're going to have to have a robot tax. Mm -hmm. that then pays into a social security system to make up for this loss of jobs because we have to literally incentivize not to resort to crime right oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely because if, if you if you think about the idea if i can do one for landscaping and do one for cleaning bathrooms i can do one um you know now now when you go into any fast food restaurant a, a lot of them have these kiosks now available you know it, it you almost don't find somebody if you go to the bank now um I, I, up here on, on the east coast side uh the northeast if um you go into a bank now i, I mean if there's if there's two tellers working it's a lot it's yeah. generally only one teleworking and everything is handled by these machines on the inside that will collect your check, give you change. It'll even give you singles. Remember when remember when those machines first came out? You couldn't get less than a 20, right? Listen, right. only 20s come out. Now you can get singles, fives. It's actually how you want your money now. You want singles, you want fives, you want tens. It will take your check. It will do transactions. 
and <laughs> up here at some of the places that I stop in and bank at, um, they've they've revamped one whole side. They've just took windows out. There's only room for two tellers at any one time, yeah. and so um, there's none of those. Um, uh, the warehouse in um, Amazon, I heard, even though you know they still do use a lot of human capital, there's robots moving things all over the place, and they're flirting around with ways with having the system fully automated um, using artificial intelligence. So the things that we would use to start our hustle up on, it seems to be going away, right? Like you couldn't, when me and you were growing up, hey, yeah, listen, I need to make some money here. Hey, listen, you can run over here. You can run over here. You can run That's and get right. a clean job, a janitor job. You can run to a fast food spot. You know, back in the days you could run to the post office. I heard they're cutting back now, you know, so, where could you get a quick hustle on if you needed a quick paycheck just to get your business or idea off the ground? So our people are going to have to be very creative and very skilled at investing uh, coming yeah. up. Yeah. And and then and also, you know, we're going to have to apply the skills to servicing these uh, these these complex machines, which is beyond just a normal skill set. Uh, right. You know, it, it reminds me of this meme that I saw. This is great. It was so funny mm -hmm. to me. It said, you know, we're not getting any smarter. And the evidence is when, uh, you know, this said back in the 70s when I got a new car, it came with a manual and showed you where the tools were and how to do certain things yourself. Yep. It, said, it said now the manual has to tell you not to try to ingest the battery. <laughs> how much smarter have we really gotten over time you know? and, but i thought that was so funny because you know uh, uh the the new economy is going to be servicing these machines that that machine is going to go down after it finishes mm -hmm. so many bathrooms it's going to have to get things changed out and you know serviced and that kind of thing and that's what's going to require the new jobs in the future uh, just right. to take care of those things, but they're going to still be, you'll still be able to take care of a whole bunch in one day. You won't need, you won't need a whole lot of people. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we have to start to look towards and start to understand that there's a shift in here. And this, this presents a wonderful opportunity that we can take advantage of now that you bring it up. I mean, there's a, there's a big business in, uh, drone repairs, um, I know a gentleman who he started a, a drone repair business simply for this. And he said the, the industrial drones now that they use for Amtrak and he goes, they can fly these drones down the tracks and, you know, I, I guess look for things that might need repair or things that might be in disrepair or check the lines or whatever they're doing. He says they have these big industrial drone, drones and basically they send it to a guy who fixes them. And he was like, hey, I got I have so much work, but I'm missing people with the technical skills, you know to go and learn and he goes i don't even have a problem training anybody but you know they're not coming enough with skills he said he had to get rid of a guy one time because you know he had his he had his TikTok live going while he was supposed to be studying oh yeah you know taking <laughs> and he was like you know you don't understand you know i, I could pay these guys almost 40 dollars an hour here you know he was like you know this is and he goes and i need need guys and he goes you know these things will break down and he goes, you know, I'm getting all kinds of drones, you know, big drones, big drones, and these drones cost a lot of money and people go for the repairs. So he goes, this is like the new automotive industry when it was starting, you know, you'd go to your local repair guy and he'd have plenty of work. Well, cars, they want them all to go back to the dealers, but drones, there's no dealer to go back to. Yeah. So this is where you have to transition. And 
our culture really has to start to look at when a new industry is shifting we can immediately become a part of this yes. and you know and, and and get into it um i had another discussion with another business owner and he said the same thing he goes you know th this refrigeration thing there's not a robot that can still maneuver its way you know to the roof and then back down and then still That's analyze right. the problem and, and he goes i can't get guys to come to work you know he goes I, there's six figure jobs yeah and he goes um and he said the similar thing he said you know they'd be in class i'm training them for free and he said these guys they're on their phone eh? when i'm looking at it who, who's on instagram live who's on thing live during breaks and he was like everybody wants to be famous and he goes you know there's only but so much room for that right yeah and, and if i can you know and here's the thing uh we had uh, i had to call a gentleman to come over uh and fix our oven a few weeks ago and after, after the initial pleasantries and whatnot you know he got down to business and and i thought about it because i was over there just kind of watching tv and for the most part he just had quiet no it, once you get trained and know what you're doing it's not like the office or some other place where people stand over you and play politics all you do you fill out your form you go in and they get solitude they get to just work get the job done fix the problem Mm -hmm. then secure the payment and go to the next site yep yep yeah yeah and i think and for a lot of people they need to consider the fact that you know they uh especially for plumbers and electricians that own their own business or have some sort of franchise agreement you know mm -hmm. some of these guys they drive these big frumpy trucks mm -hmm. but then they go home and they got this whole tricked out truck that's about as expensive as most uh exotic cars out there now that's right. That's right. You know, you can fool around and spend as much on these Dodge Rams as you can, just a nine eleven Porsche. Mm -hmm. That's so, right. That's know, right. Yeah, and and people are stopping. That, you know, these that that you know your lifestyle, and some of these guys go home to multiple acres. They just don't show how much they make the same way as say maybe somebody from the big city does, or right. or other professional classes are are socially forced into having to do. But this there. That's right. That's right. And and this is this is what we're trying to bring to light is, you know, this I mean, everything is shifting before us. And and if we wanna, you know, as what we're all about, which is which is our, our wealth and our legacy, you know, this is this presents itself, this is a complete shift and presents itself an excellent opportunity. Um, you and I were talking earlier how, you know, this whole thing with the metaverse and and how things are, are going in. And yes. if we go back to the uh, beginning of the podcast, like we were saying, we just think like, kind of like Byron Allen and what's a little, it's a little known thing that nobody's paying attention to that just simply will just generate money. And we started talking about spaces, right? Yeah. And how you were saying that, you know, no matter how much virtual you do, the physical body will still need to be somewhere. And these servers that is holding all this data that creates this universe, they still yeah. have to physically sit somewhere, right? That's right? And so you talked about changing our idea about how we look at property. Yeah, yeah, we have to, I mean, it's, it's uh, you got you got the tiny house revolution and also pre-manufactured homes 
filling in quickly and it's going to scale in the next right. two years so this backlog that we have in uh, uh, residential housing is going to eventually be filled yeah. and so then the next question is you got these commercial spaces and these towers and office buildings and they're they're just sitting there because people are cutting back on leases after they productivity in zoom uh, right. I don't need to antagonize people uh, all day and be at the office I can just schedule a zoom and they're going to get it done so remote work now mm-hmm. now we got less traffic and then oil uh, gas prices you know right. uh, they've gone down a little bit but you know not enough so right. it's the natural yeah this whole telecom and distance technology is the enemy of oil and gas that's right that's right that's right and listen once once gas starts hitting these ridiculous prices there's just absolutely no reason why yeah. i should end up in any place where you know hey listen if i could just jump in the metaverse and do it and not move my car well instead of paying five dollars a gallon to drive someplace i can just hop in this metaverse here and um that that brought me to start to thinking well you know, people still want to be able to play in this. So uh, now there's areas where esports now is is having arenas, right? So imagine you need a place to store servers, but I can just, you know, buy a warehouse, right? Yeah. Make yeah. a big, big padded arena in the middle, so people are not, you know, running into hard objects. And you put your virtual glasses on, and you're you're in a, you're in a park, but now I don't have to build up anything in the park, right? I don't have to build obstacles. So imagine playing laser tag, but you as the owner of the laser tag, you don't have to build uh, mazes and and obstacles and things to hide behind. It's just people running around and and you know you know if our listeners just hop online and they and they put in their uh, their uh, esports arenas, it's amazing what you see. It's just people running around in a big open area, ducking and jumping with nothing in front of them. And you're seeing what they're seeing on a big screen. It's becoming a big thing uh, overseas. Yeah. My my uh, high school, actually, my, my first high school has actually developed an eSports program. Hmm. This is, and, and this is a school that was known to be and to dominate Class 1A sports in Louisiana through basketball and especially uh, women's track and uh and uh, recently football too, but they've got esports they're developing, mm. and and hats yeah. off to them because that's a that's a hundred percent black high school there, so it's not a large nice. one, but yeah, uh, but it's it's interesting that you say that because that's exactly where things seem to be headed. If he, if I'm not going to own the warehouse full of servers and be mining crypto all day or you know that kind of thing then the next best thing is i could have a hollowed out structure with pads and a security guard just to make sure they get clocked over the head like pokemon go you know? <laughs> that's right when you when you do that live in 3d and end up in the hood somewhere and don't realize it that's right you know? that's right that's right people were people were getting hit by cars ending up in the wrong parts of town right you know, and they were outside walking, walking off cl- yeah not see a cliff there you know uh, oh, it's just ridiculous, just right, ridiculous. Right. But yeah, but no, it, and it, it, but that that esports arena just makes so much sense, and it's so minimal, right? I mean, after mm-hmm. insulation, if you want to insulate it, and right. and then and then soundproofing and padding, that's it. I mean, mm-hmm. you're done. Uh, security, security and concessions is all you need. 
That's right. That's right. And that's it. And some people can come in and, and they can they can hold events. And um, but now you're walking around in the safety. Now you're playing these first person shooter games. But now now people are actively walking around and basically the computers in your backpack on your back. You got a gun, a battery pack and that's it. It's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the other thing, too, is, you know, what happens to this generation when they get older and they're used to this? retreating into their own world like how do governments respond do they do what an ordinarily uh top government or authoritative government then allow this permissive zone in the metaverse you know uh, right 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 well you know there was already a case there was already a case about a young woman in the uh metaverse uh the new york post uh we'll, we'll keep the uh link clicked in our show notes but she had already complained about being uh, virtually groped in the metaverse already. Oh God! Yeah, Donald Trump <laughs> in the metaverse. Donald Trump in the metaverse. That's right. Oh, poor thing. They just they just walked up and grabbed her, huh? Oh. And so she said, uh, you know, a couple of uh, male avatars, I guess, came around were saying some explicit stuff, and she didn't like it, and she felt uncomfortable, and then. She said some other avatar. They were around there joking, and then she said, "You know, they. I, you know, I don't. I don't know how you grow up an avatar, but that's what she said." And uh, I'll leave the article <laughs> in the show notes. And there's a couple of different articles around, so you know, it brings up a very good point. What you're saying is, well, how is policing going on now in the metaverse? Like exactly uh, uh, what's going to happen? I remember there's a movie that uh, I can't remember the name, but Bruce Willis was in it, and everybody instead of a virtual avatar was a, a real life avatar so in other words you know it was like uh it, it was like you had a real life walking avatar that you controlled from the safety of your home so everybody was walking around looking perfect and good yeah. but in the background everybody was just you know sickly and not strong and no muscle form because they were just living out this fantasy but your avatar was like a real life robot that ran around and looked and spoke like you, but you know, it could cliff dive and jump off and go on vacation and do it. And so somebody had found a way to sort of send a shock through your avatar and then kill you, right? Like, That's right. because other than that, the avatars were just kind of running lawless, right? But if I'm not physically getting hurt is, right? Like, like who's going to police that now? And if we're leaving this this metaverse thing to all these uh, these people or Zuckerberg right now or anybody, who's to determine what the rules are now? Right. That's right. And you know, but if it's wide open, uh, it could be mm-hmm. to the advantage of certain you know governments that you know, hey, you guys just go right here in this little virtual world, mm-hmm. and uh, I think they'll control the money, the flow of the money. But right. But I think I think it'll give them an excuse to be permissive in that world and every person for themselves. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, you know, for that for that young lady in that in that in that uh, in that situation, she also can turn around and rob them. Right. Yeah. 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 She's She's just a good person. So it's both in the metaverse and you know they they decided to, to act that way with her which was terrible but right but at the same time as the metaverse you can get them back you know yeah you know, yeah and who's gonna so, do right. anything to you well you know i i gotta think because i guess uh a lot of these uh these games or these first person shoot everybody's going around fighting right those seem to be the most popular ones um 
either it's first person shooter or um, there's um, there's some that are very um, popular where everybody kind of goes around. Uh, I see sometimes they stream them. Everybody's kind of going around in this sort of first person shooter. They have all these warrior types and everybody's just fighting. So, you know, does the government say, well, I, I guess this is all right. Or does this does this later transfer over to, you know, the quote unquote real world now? Or like you said, do you just keep everything in the metaverse? Hey, if me and you got a problem, all right, well, I'll meet you in the metaverse. We'll duke it out over there, right? Yeah. That would that would be interesting. I mean, uh, and then good question because, you know, if you're if you're plugged up to this Oculus all day, right? Uh, you know, hopefully you're conscious and know what's going on around you because somebody could come in and get you. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and it, you know, it, it exists on so many levels. I know the kids are into this uh, Roblox thing. Um, and so uh, friends of mine who I know have younger kids are like, oh, yeah, they'll be on it all day if we let them, you know, we got to make time limits. We got to make things. So, you know, but um, always brings me back to something uh, that you said is, is a lot of times we get, you know, we'll get the iPhone. We got the metaverse. Um, you know, we'll be playing the games and we'll be doing this, but, you know, again, we're being entertained, but are we thinking about, hey, this is an opportunity for our culture to take over something and and take over a part of something and, and start to draw some of that revenue, right? It just can't be Mark Zuckerberg and, and Bill Gates and, you know, and, and and all these big boys, again, just setting themselves up again, you know, to take over we have to start to get involved as well and we have to start making determinations right otherwise basically what are we doing we're allowing a group of people to make a group of laws for us in a whole nother uh quote-unquote country again right yeah that's right and and we're not going to have any seats at the table no you know it's it's going to be a bunch of black folks making white avatars to fit in and not being themselves exactly exactly so you know, uh, you know, this this uh, whole thing that we were getting at is, you know, listen, we we got to take advantage of the shifting environment. Right. It's like when we could slowly see that, uh, you know, your uh, your old eight track tapes wasn't going to make it anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and we started we started transferring over the cassette tapes. Well, that was a chance for us to get advantage, take advantage of that e- industry. And then when CDs came out, you know, that was a chance for us to get involved. And then, you know. Then of course, then it went to uh, uh, once it went to streaming, you know, and again it seems to be, right, the same small one percent group of individuals who are in there, uh, again dictating, and we're consuming as usual, yeah. Yeah. and and not saying, hey, no, we're gonna we're gonna own this and set this up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's the challenge. Maybe that's what we need to. You know, we run out of time now, so maybe that's where we need to to end this. Is the challenge, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's challenge somebody out there to come up with a distribution model for creatives. Uh, yes. Not not just not just a uh, model, which we've got plenty of that, and that's right. good too. But right. but the actual distribution, who can who can get there, and 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 who can also get there in terms of establish establishing uh verse or something of that sort along the the lines of uh of this new 
uh, blockchain era that we're headed in, and it's it's coming down to blockchain 2.0 right now. Right. We're actually, we actually left the first iteration uh, this this past summer. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there are a lot of you know, and 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 who's going to come up with some yet you know more focused venture capital? Uh, right. Put the equity and drive the equity into these things. Right. Right. That, and that's so, what so I want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 have to be involved. We can't we can't get left behind here because there's going to be no outlets for us, right? If if a great deal of the jobs are going to go the way of automation, and then we're going to top that off with a great deal of of you know just a small group controlling the data uh, that we generate or controlling the multiverse or any place else we're going to do business, then we're never going to have a chance for our children to really you know get an established point um, well again we can dictate for our culture and not have our uh, not have our culture of you know basically just hey you know what you guys make great sales and great uh, and uh, you make uh, great consumers but you know when it comes to actually having a piece of the uh, massive wealth that's going to come for this yeah no 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 that's not really for you guys so that's right that's a good challenge to put out there yeah, it's time to own the infrastructure. Time yeah. to own the infrastructure. I like that. Time to own the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, look. With that being said, man, I, I, you know, I appreciate the time and everything. Uh, and uh, I'll let you close this out, my man. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, as normal guys, uh, a lot of the things that we talked about will be contained in our show notes. A couple of articles and links, as always. We like you guys to sort of read up on your own and continue on with the research. So we'll put some of those links in there. They will also be on our Facebook page. We'll be having those placed in there as well. Don't forget to visit our underwriters at Once uh, Fiduciary, that's trustonce.com, and have a look over there. And if you're interested in some of those things, go ahead and throw your email in there and we'll have somebody get back to you. And um, we are gonna be starting, I guess we'll do one or two more series. This is episode number eight. So I guess right after episode number 10, I hope you guys are getting a nice feel of what we're doing here. We're covering these broad topics just so you can have a good understanding. But uh, really soon, we're going to start getting into some meat and potatoes and really start being drill sergeants and giving you guys some really heavy practical steps um, to start growing your wealth and legacy. So um, with that being said, the evil doctor business, same time next week, we say. Absolutely. Same. Yes, sir. Same bad time, same bad channel. You got it. You got it. You guys out there, have a great week. All right. Bye.